Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment women's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, and today is going to literally get hot. We were talking about mountains just a couple seconds ago. Mm -hmm. However, this episode is going to really remind you on how to get back into your body, how to get back into the feminine flow and really bringing the sensuality with a renewed sense of empowerment. Because our today's guest, Lara, it's truly embodying it. If you're not following her yet on Instagram, I will drop it in the show notes. You have to. She's very inspiring and so beautifully walks her talks, truly embodies her purpose and her teaching. So Lauren, I'm so excited that we are finally making it happen. <laughs> yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited to get into all of the juice. Yes, please. So before we get into the all of the deliciousness and juiciness, I ask you uh, a simple question and now you will see why. Uh, mm. Would you be open to start our podcast episode with a short guided meditation? So I'm curious if we can start the podcast a little bit differently and if you would be open to be taken to a guided meditation. Mm, yes, yeah, yeah, that sounds delicious. Beautiful. So to start this meditation, let's just gently close our eyes and get comfortable in wherever you're sitting and start taking slow, deep breaths, really connecting to this present moment, breathing slowly in and out, feeling your chest and belly rising and falling and everything else is being let just be on the side. It's just you and this moment dancing together. And as you are relaxing in your body, it's smoothing and melting into your chair. I would love for you to visualize a beautiful, crisp morning on a European Alps, there is a beautiful snow everywhere and it's a fresh snow and the sun is shining on it and you're waking up in a beautiful cabin and there is already fire in a fireplace and you're feeling so warm and so cozy. You're making yourself your favorite hot drink in the morning sitting in front of this beautiful fireplace, putting a blanket, fluffy blanket on you on your legs. And you're grabbing your favorite book, 
the one book that you always bring with you because it reminds you of the beginnings of your journey. Which book would it be? Which book the most impacted you and your life? It would be the Womb Awakening book by Azra and Sarah Bertrand, I believe I've got that right. Mm, womb mm. Awakening. I love that. And I know, Lara, it might be more fun to be sitting in a fireplace and, and just being there cozy, but I would love to bring you slowly back. And when it feels right, you can just gently open your eyes back in a beautiful sunny Tulum that right now I'm missing. <laughs> How are you feeling? Yeah, really good. That was beautiful. Mm, thank you. And I love that. Love that book, Womb Awakening. Why it was so impactful for you? So it was actually one of my course books in my womb apprenticeship. And the people who wrote that book actually created the apprenticeship and it just resonated on such a deep level. Um, a lot of the intuition and a lot of the visualizations and visions that I had or like downloads that I'd received were kind of confirmed in that book. And so it really felt like this beautiful alignment and this coming home home to yourself and what was really interesting as well is when I started reading that book everybody I met was reading that same book wow and it even like connected me to the house that the woman who I rented a house from in Costa Rica so it was just this like red thread weaving um through my life like everybody was connected to that book and the wisdom and so it was a really yeah, it was a really beautiful homecoming to many lifetimes of doing this work. Mm, I love that. And I love when we find something that we connect on such a deeper level. Mm. And it's just like feels so true to us. And it's so beautiful because I feel like with books, you can just come to them. And every single time you're reading it, you discover something new because you become new. And like I was mentioning, Lara, at the beginning of, of our interview, you're such a beautiful embodiment of femininity and sensuality. And it I wish it wouldn't be true, but how I see that it can be rare to see really women embodying unapologetically who they are being, their feminine energy. Have you always been disconnected to your body, to yourself and your femininity? Oh, okay. So, um, yes and no. So mm -hmm. I've always been very feminine by nature. I've always been very connected to like my Libran traits of lover of beauty and like lover of love. Like love has always been my driving force, but I had a lot of, um, like wounding around the feminine. So I would show up in various different masks that I thought would be accepted by the people, the men that I was in relationship with, the people I was socializing with, because it felt safer to present how I thought that they needed or wanted me to present than actually the truth of my, my essence and, and who I am. And so I, like a really long story short, I had a long-term relationship it was a five-year relationship from the ages of around 19 to about 20 
18, 19 to 23, 24 years old. And I completely lost myself in that relationship. I put all of his needs, his desires ahead of my own. I was trying to earn his love. I was trying to be the perfect partner, the perfect wife in the hope that one day that he would propose to me. And so I became who I thought that he wanted and needed me to be as opposed to embracing who I truly was. And what that did is it, it kind of, not it kind of like I completely lost myself in that relationship. I didn't know how to communicate in relationship. I tried to communicate that I wasn't happy and it just kind of fell on deaf ears. And so I felt very trapped and very stuck. And so towards the end of that relationship, I was offered a job where I got to travel all around the world. And I was like a cat out of a cage. I was like partying. I was taking drugs. I was like doing anything to numb out from my body. And I'd always danced. I'd always like, I trained as a dancer. And so I'd always been connected to my body, but in a way of like five, six, seven, eight, you must do this move. And yes, there's an element of expression in that, but there's also an element of restriction in that. So it was kind of symbolic of the ways that I was trying to control the how I expressed my femininity. And when we go into feminine energy, feminine is fucking chaos like she is the full spectrum she's not just like the sensual sexy like seductress lover she's not just like the beautiful nurturing nourishing mother she's not just this, like free-flowing effervescent flirtatious maiden she's like the crone she's the wild woman she's frothing she's screaming she's biting she's the rage of Kali that burns one no longer serves to the ground. And when we really go into those pieces and parts of ourselves, it's so liberating because within all of us as women, there are those pieces and those archetypes, but we just may not have given ourselves permission or had people in our lives who embraced our expression of those pieces. And so one of my favorite things to do with clients is like rage rituals and like tapping into that deep, like sacred rage within the womb space that's ancestral, that's been harboring hundreds of thousands of years of um, attack on the womb and the feminine and the feminine wisdom and gaslighting it and making us not believe in the truth of the gifts and also the wisdom of our bodies. Mm, that is so powerful and like you said like it's not just a soft sweet feminine I always tell my clients like the feminine it's chaotic it's it's everything you know it's like the wild ocean it can be sweet it can be calm but it can be also like creating tsunamis right and destroying everything around her so I love that you can like embrace this wholeness so when women come to you what do they like most typically come to you for? What are some of the areas in their life that they recognize that it's not working? They would love help with for from you. So most of the women who come to me are desiring partnership. They're desiring to meet the person. They're desiring to come into a union, calling in their king. Um, and a lot of people have maybe lost themselves in relationship. It's always really interesting to me to witness, um, how clients come in and they mirror my own journey. And I love that as well, because 
I can safely say that everything that I've navigated, um, I have experience in. I've not only trained in it, but I have lived experience of also messing up and like making maybe decisions that took me on a pathway that elongated the journey, but held so many nuggets of wisdom. And um, I know, I think that you'd asked me about my human design. I did in our, yes. yeah, in our chat. Yes. Yeah. I'm a one three. I'm like, you got to do it. You got to learn it. You got to make the mistakes, get the embodied experience and then teach from that space. And that's very much like how, how my life has been. And because my driving force into like wanting to drop into my feminine wisdom and like the truth of my essence, it came through this descent. Like I started to awaken. I started to become aware of spirituality. And then it was like this, this journey down this descent down into sexuality, liberating sexuality and into the womb space and the deep dark depths that is full of richness and so much wisdom within, within our wombs. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a really beautiful journey. And I feel like when we work with the feminine, the wisdom is in the body. Mm -hmm. It's, like, so when we talk about embodiment and feminine embodiment, you can't do feminine embodiment without connecting to the body. And as women as well, a huge piece of our like conditioning is around our sexuality and what we haven't been given permission to access, to express. And what a lot, and this is my experience, and it's not everybody's, but I've witnessed um, that there is an element of like performance in our sexuality that can often happen. And so like, because of all of the conditioning around like how we should mm -hmm. show up. And um, so just coming back to this, like the richness of your own sexual life force and that vibrancy within you as well. I, I witness clients coming in who have maybe disconnected or who have gone into a stage of promiscuity as almost empowerment, but they're wanting to be feel more fulfilled in, in their lovemaking and their partnerships and their relationships. Um, but then I also have people who are like, I just want it to get better and better and better. And I want to feel more and I want to experience more. I want the depth. I want the expansion. I want that like confidence, that radiance to just, be unapologetically myself mm. so it's a pretty full spectrum but I would say overall the driving forces people who are desiring to to call in like their person who are wanting to embody that feminine frequency to activate that polarity within relationship mm, thank you so much for sharing that and I can so 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 deeply resonate with that like up until like before I met my husband, I always lost myself in every relationship, like whatever he wants, whatever, like I get to do, you know, and, and it was so interesting for me to be like witnessing it, like with my last partner before I, you know, met my husband, I just, I knew that I felt it like I would be waiting hungrily for a text or call and just like changing my schedule for him. So it's convenient. And then, you know, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. You know, like mm. I can't, like I would rather be alone than be in 
a relationship where I feel like I have to change who I am and then completely lose who I am, right? So Mm -hmm. it's really amazing that we can go back and, you know, like become unapologetically ourselves because that's what is desired. It's not pretending, it's not, you know, performing because how long you can really do that? That it's so exhausting, so exhausting. And I, and I know that, you know, like sexuality can be a big problem for many women. You know, there is a lot of guilt, there is a lot of shame, you know? So how do you help women to overcome that? Whether it's ancestral, whether it's there, like from their past, their guilt and shame, like what are some practices that you're teaching your clients or that you're practicing yourself that help you? So for me, cultivating a self-pleasure practice where you get to slow down, right? So if you think about the ways that maybe we have learned to have sex with partners, it's maybe like fast and furious and frantic. It's not necessarily always deeply connected and especially with the use of vibrators or traditional like sex toys that are more mainstream it's all about like this intensity and this intense sensation as opposed to this softening and opening and resensitizing because just as when you go for a massage right and you've got like knots in your shoulders and stuff where there's tension you can experience that within your yoni as well and within your womb space like tension where we have experienced where we've experienced like lovemaking that wasn't congruent with what we were actually desiring and there are so many women as well who share with me like you know i'm you know I, i slept with him because i kind of felt like i i I had to, or I felt like obliged to, like it wasn't a full yes, but I kind of just did it anyway. And those moments where we betray ourselves and and we say yes when we are actually a no can can hold tension with our within on within our yoni and womb space. And so, cultivating a self pleasure practice with a gentle dearmoring, which is basically um, putting pressure, gentle pressure points, and then breathing through that tension and allowing for any emotional releases or anything that's wanting to move through you not trying to change it not trying to fix it um but just really allowing yourself to be with the sensation and a lot of women don't experience a lot of sensation and so by using like either a crystal wand or using your own hands your own fingers which a lot of women are scared to do as well because maybe they were shamed um as a child for masturbating or for like touching themselves seeking pleasure a lot of women have this um like resistance to actually touching themselves with their hands and would prefer to use a toy so it's that re-sensitizing re-familiarizing and that really deep like slowing down and allowing yourself to be with the sensation to be with what is present like that is a game changer for for me and um working with like specific crystal ones for like going deeper into like cervical de-armoring and and releasing the tension that's being held um in those spaces is is also really really powerful and you use the embodiment so embodiment tools are basically your breath your sound your movement your intention and your attention so it's focusing your your consciousness focusing your awareness on a space 
allowing yourself to connect to any sensations that are there. <sighs> Breathing, <sighs> whatever it is, sounding, groaning. It can be in pleasure. It can be like intention, but really inviting and allowing the essence of what it is that you're feeling to be expressed through your voice, through your sound, through the vibration of your voice and through any movement that feels good. It may be like an undulation, but starting to reconnect with the natural ways that your body desires to move energy because we're all equipped with these skills. When you look at a child, what do they do if they're frustrated? They stamp their feet, they like punch something. Maybe they like wave their arms up and down. Maybe um, they shout, they scream, they cry, but they express it with their whole body. It's not often you see a child that's like, yeah. maybe if they're older, they're a bit more more uh, reserved if that's what their conditioning is. But you look at like a toddler, the we naturally know how to move emotion through our body because two minutes later, that child's going to be playing, laughing, like on a slide, on a swing, like completely forgotten that they were upset like two minutes ago. So we naturally know how to move energy and emotion through the body. And so it's relearning to connect with that and to trust in that and to allow whatever is present to move through it. Mm. So what do you feel it's possible when we do that? What is possible in our lives? What can change in our lives when we learn how to embrace our body and fully express ourselves? Ah, so I have witnessed like a sense and this, my, I named my company liberation in love for a very specific reason, because there's this sense of liberation and confidence within that liberation. Like I am completely free to be all of myself. And when you connect to your voice, your body, you build this deep sense of unwavering trust that you can navigate the twists and turns of life. And this kind of goes into anything, whether it's business, whether it's relationship, when you have this deep connection to your body and you learn to trust that body wisdom, you're not second guessing yourself. You're not questioning yourself as much. You know how to move through any blockages that you're experiencing or any deep, 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 big emotions that we can often press down and suppress that then create blockages and like trauma or behavioral patterns that actually limit us from experiencing what it is that we're truly desiring because we're so terrified to actually feel the anger, feel the grief, feel the, the rage, the, the sadness, the frustration, whatever it is that we tend to run away from those lower vibration emotions. But what that does is it limits our capacity to feel in general. So when we're not willing to experience the full spectrum, we also then don't get to expand into those heights of joy, of ecstasy, of bliss, of love that we're deeply desiring as humans, but we're terrified to often like feel the fullness of the experience because we were never taught how to regulate our nervous systems, how to be with big, scary, intense emotions. And so what I've witnessed is life becomes not easy, but it becomes more pleasurable. And then when you come to these points where, you know, you lose a loved one or 
you experience like a huge death and rebirth process mm-hmm. and it feels like your entire life is pulling apart you have these tools to navigate through it doesn't make it easy but it supports the energy and moving more quickly and when you can recognize that okay there's a part of me that is relishing in this so I'm gonna fully feed that part I'm gonna let it have its like shine its light express its thing be seen be heard Mm -hmm. um it also supports us in moving through life not afraid to be seen in our authenticity in our truth it supports us in using our voice more not just speaking verbally but Mm, expressing our pleasure like when we're eating something delicious when we're in the bedroom with a lover like mm, you feel these sensations and the fullness of life through your experience Mm. so what I'm hearing is that it really makes you connect not only to yourself but also to the world I love that Lara and I feel like this is exactly what the world needs right now the more connection instead of you know fighting and just looking Mm -hmm. at what's wrong so I could be sitting here and just soaking it all in with you for hours and hours and um for those who cannot get up, get enough of you either from this one short interview, what is the best place to connect with you? Would it be Instagram or is there any other places that people can connect with you? Yeah, reach out on Instagram um, and connect. Drop me a message. And if you have any questions, curiosities, I'd love to feel you, speak to you, hear you. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. I love today's interview. I'm happy that we finally met face-to-face, even when it wasn't in person in Tulum. We never know, but thank you for everything you're doing. I feel like it's so needed for women and it's so deeply appreciated. Thank you, Lara. Thank you.